0: Welcome to the very first State Chance W Hangtime Michigan podcast. I'm Candace Lynn, and Hangtime is presented by Lawrence Technological University. LTU offers over two dozen varsity sports, including women's basketball. Athletic and academic scholarships available, recruit yourself at ltuathletics.com. Michigan Hangtime is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. The MHSAA is looking for officials, great part-time pay, and it's a way for you to stay in the game. Visit mhsaa.com for details. The Michigan Army National Guard, the official military outlet of the MHSAA. The physical therapy and sports medicine pros with the Detroit Medical Center. A brand new series of Game Changers features will debut in January across the state champs network. And if you're in pain or injured for immediate care, go to dmc.org gamechangers Game Changers and the Detroit Athletic Club Foundation's Male and Female Athlete of the Year Awards. Are you an elite student-athlete with good grades and represent leadership for your team and community? You could be nominated. Download the application at DACathleteoftheyear.com. This is the companion podcast to our State Champs W Hangtime Michigan Digital Show. We've got highlights and the information on some of the best holiday tournaments. Check it out on our website, statechampsw.com. Join us for the first Chalk Talk of the season, sponsored by the Basketball Coaches Association of Michigan. Today, we're starting with the head girls basketball coach at Sandusky High School, Al Demott. How are you doing today, coach? And thank you so much for taking a few minutes with us today to talk some hoops.
1: I'm doing great, wonderful. We got a game tonight we're looking forward to playing. So not like last year when we had the COVID to fight, and that's much better this year.
0: Oh, good. Well, good luck tonight, first of all. So Thank to get us started, uh, just to give you like a little bit of a pedestal to stand on to start off the interview, you're just one of two coaches in the state of Michigan who have more than 700 wins. You entered the season just about 30 wins shy of former Detroit Country Day head coach and legend Frank Orlando's all-time record of 767. When you sit back and think about that, what comes to mind? Well,
1: I I don't know. I've been doing this a long time. I know Frank. We played them before, and he was a great coach. You had to be even close to him and Roy Johnston. It's it's just been a wonderful experience. It it's it's a lot of fun, and a lot of fun.
0: Good. I feel like you should enjoy it if you've gotten this far in what you're doing. Yeah, it, it's
1: been. I was gonna quit back when my uh, youngest daughter graduated like seven or eight years ago, but it's been just too much fun. I'm having a hard time walking away. I have such great kids. It's hard. It's, I just, it's hard to walk away and quit. So I just still doing it and I have a granddaughter in seventh grade. So I'm not sure I'm trying to decide right now if I'm going to quit before she gets up here or keep going. It would almost be easier to watch her from the stands,
2: I think.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it sounds like you're locked in, but that's good. It sounds like that's exactly what would make a really good coach. So you were recently named the National High School Basketball's Coach Basketball Coaches Wooden Legacy Award winner for girls basketball in the state of Michigan. How did you find out about it and what does that mean to you?
1: Um, Dan Young contacted me and you know it, it's a great honor. I never coached to try and get awards or that and but it it's very nice, you know, I mean, it's with all the great coaches that are in the state to be selected for that. It, it means a lot. There are a lot of good basketball coaches in our state. Many, 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 many.
0: Absolutely. Well, it's a soup. Congratulations. That's got to be definitely an honor to have. Thank you. Yep. All right. So you've been coaching basketball at Sandusky located in Michigan's Thumb since 1979. Was there ever a time that you thought about maybe taking the jump to the next level and coaching in college?
1: You know, I, I kind of considered it a couple of times, but I just I it's I've got it too good here. I got so much support here and I, I just love what I'm doing right here. And there'd be no reason for me to ever change. The community's been good to me. The school's good. It's just been an ideal situation forever, to be honest with you.
0: Well, good, so it never... seems like the love is reciprocated then. Well, thank you. <laughs> so I'd like to talk about this year's team. You are 3-0 right now, congratulations. Hopefully tonight you keep that streak going. So tell me about this team that you've got and how it's all coming together.
1: You know, this year we are very, very small. We've had a lot of tall girls, a lot of good tall posts over the years, but this year, we are very, very small, we, but we're fast and they really work hard. And this summer, unlike last summer, we, we played a lot of summer basketball this year, went to some team camps and some scrimmages and played a lot of really good competition, which really helped us get ready for this season. And our girls will not be outworked by anybody. Our, I got girls that really want to play and love the game and, and really put a lot into it. They play hard, they like to play fast up and down. And they're, they're just, we've got great kids. We've got, uh, they're all in National Honor Society. The other day I walked by the library, there and they're in a presents for National Honor Society. And I think my whole team was in there. They were all in there doing, I mean, they're just a great, great bunch of kids. And, and they want to win. They're very unselfish. I mean, they care more about, they don't go run and look at the scorebook. They just want to win basketball games and do what they can for the team.
0: Excellent. I always love when a student athlete can also be a good person at heart and do, do more for the community and also be able to balance that with sports and schedules and school. So that's super cool to hear.
1: Yeah, that's what makes it hard to walk away from this. When you get kids like that, it's it's hard to quit.
0: And right? I good. You, could-
1: you know, I got a lot right now. I've got like the daughters of players who used to play for me. I coached, you know, I had the, the moms and now I would get the daughters. I've got a lot of them come through. So that's kind of special too.
0: Wow, that is amazing. So you've got a bunch of legacy players now. Yeah, yes. Very cool. So now into like a little bit more of the nitty-gritty questions. So you and many coaches like you want to continue to see high school basketball grow in the state. And there's a lot of good young coaches out there. And we'd like to get each week for coaches to share a tip or a routine that has really worked for you and potentially try to encourage others to try to implement it. So do you have anything for us today?
1: You know, a couple things. One one thing I've learned over the years, if you praise more than you criticize, you get a lot more, especially girls, you know, boys, you can get on a little harder, I think, but girls like to be told that they're doing well. They like to be praised. I think in the long run, you get a lot more out of them. If you're, you know, with praising them than you do criticize them and trying to keep them all involved too. I like it. My favorite night, when we have a game, if we have to be lucky enough where we get Every girl on our team can score a basket that night. That's a special night. Everybody goes home happy. You know, that's one thing that I think is really good. And one other thing, you know, for coaches starting out, um, you know, there's not really playing man-to-man or zone or pressing or whatever. There's no one formula. You have to kind of adapt to what your players, you know, what you have for players and and do do it well, whatever you do, really specialize and and do whatever you, you do well. And one other thing, if you don't get discouraged, if you start out, you know, the first couple of years are rocky. I know my first four years, we didn't get to 500 one year. We were like 24 and 52 or something. And this day and age, they'd probably fire you though. You don't, they didn't <laughs> have anybody else to do it. They begged me to do it cause they had nobody to do it when I started. So, but don't give up on it and just keep working and build the program from the bottom up. You know, the youth program is very, very important.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for that. So another one that I have is that BCAM has introduced and officially launched the one team campaign in an effort to promote unity among teams, schools and communities. It's so important. And what are some things that you've done already or will do, whether it's activities at games or both to promote respect for teams and each other?
1: You know, we haven't really got into it yet much. We have, we're going to, in January, we haven't done anything with it much yet. But we're going to, I like the idea of lining up the two opposing, opposing teams, both teams together out on the midcourt, you know, before the game, have them all line up together and have the officials out there. Because, boy, we all know we need officials. There's such a shortage in officials and we need to praise and do anything we can to include them in anything we're doing. But I think just so that the kids, you know, just the camaraderie of being out there together. And then we're going to, I'm athletic director also. So at our January athletic directors I meeting, I'm going to bring it up. We've got some great athletic directors in our conference that are, and try and brainstorm, come up with some more ideas, some things to do also. But right Excellent. now, we haven't really done a lot yet. But that's going to be a very nice thing that BCAM is pushing.
0: Good. Well, even just from your demeanor and everything that I've learned about you today, especially, I think that you'd be a good candidate to kind of help this thing become a reality. So, no thanks. All right. Well, Coach DeMott, thank you again for all that you do for basketball. Good luck this season, and we will see you on the hardwood. Do you have anything else to say for us today?
1: No, I, I appreciate you taking the time to interview me here. And it's like I said, uh, thanks for, for all your support. And thanks for all state champs does for sports in the state of Michigan. We're lucky to have you guys pushing, you know, all the things. And I, I watched, you know, I know you cover all the sports, which is really nice, special basketball for us, but I know you do all the sports and you guys do a great job and we're excited for BCAM to be a partner with you.
0: Yeah, so are we. Thank you so much.
1: All right. Have a great day.
0: You too. Now it's time to get in some rankings talk with State Champs' own Matt Mowry. Your latest top 25 rankings can be found at statechampsnetwork.com. Thanks for joining me today, Matt.
2: No problem. Great to be here.
0: All right, so your number one team in the state, Detroit Edison, just had their incredible winning streak snapped. Talk about that.
2: Yeah, that was uh, probably one of the games of the year when uh, the number one team in uh, the state of Michigan, Edison, took on the number one team, conceivably in in Indiana, uh, in South Bend, Washington, a runner-up in the three A division last year, and they, these two teams between them have probably eight kids who will end up going on to Division One scholarships in basketball. Uh, it was just a, it, from everything that i heard it was an incredible game went to two overtimes before south bend washington pulled it out uh, 77 or 79 77 obviously this is not one where you go oh well, we got to drop them in the rankings this this kind of proved what we all thought about edison was that Obviously, no drop off from them. They keep graduating Miss Basketball winners, and they keep bringing in a new candidate or, or, or having a new candidate kind of step into that role this year. It's kind of Ruby Whitehorn. It's her turn to be the Miss Basketball. Yeah, it, it was a 59-game winning streak they had because obviously their last season was uh, halted with a uh, they had to withdraw from the tournament last year because of a COVID-19 exposure in districts. So technically, they didn't lose, uh, even though if you want to, I guess, say that was a a forfeit loss. And the year before that, they were still alive when when COVID halted everything in the basketball tournament. They hadn't lost... game overall since they lost early season in 2019, I believe. And it was to uh, Columbus Afrocentric in in one of these early season. I believe that was the best of Michigan classic that they lost in way back then. And again, that was a top 10, you know, kind of nationally matchup uh, between two programs that had kids going on to, you know, Tennessee and Mississippi State. And it was just one of those uh, incredible matchups. Edison still has a streak going. They have not lost to a Michigan team since they lost to Ypsilanti Arbor Prep. Like almost a calendar year before that last loss it has been a long time since anybody has taken them out i believe before that the last one may have been saginaw heritage but i mean this is this is what we're at with this this edison team we're, we're talking years and trying to remember two or three losses that they've had in maybe a six-year span It's it's just been an incredible run for edison
0: well, excellent. So what is one team in your top 25 that really intrigues you and has the potential of being a real breakthrough threat to make a run?
2: Well, I think the easy answer might be number three, Midland Dow, simply because they have some big wins already. They beat uh, the defending Division One champion Hudsonville um, real early a couple weeks ago, and, and then they beat uh, number nine, Grass Lake. Grass Lake was the defending D3 champion. Um, it will be interesting to see if they do end up matching up with Hudsonville down the road. That's not one of the, the team I really want to talk about. We, we kind of talked about this team a little bit last year in this kind of a setting. Redford Westfield Prep. It's a program that's only in its third year. Uh, they've gone from Division three. They were in, in D3 last year. They've bumped up to D2 this year. Um, Lots of talented kids on that roster. A couple kids who have are, are probably the thousand-point plateau, or, or have just tipped over. Um, it, it's a program that has gotten real good, real fast, and they've added this year a couple of top-notch coaches. Um, in Eric Lindsay uh, and uh, Dave Mann, who who's known for you know back in the 1990s at Redford Bishop Borges, and then more recently those two were together at uh, Harperwood's Chandler Park Academy. Had them in kind of the contender status. They've come over to uh, to help out with uh, with that that Redford Westfield Prep. Westfield Prep, I believe, coming into the week was 5-0 and already, and that's a team that they, they're looking like one of those teams that's willing to take on anybody at any time and kind of prove themselves. Obviously, being in the quadrant they are in Division 2 they're probably going to end up running into uh, – into Edison at some point in the postseason, but it will be interesting to see, you know, especially with a program that doesn't really have a winning history like that or any history, frankly, um, to see how, how quickly they're able to kind of get over that learning curve and learn how to win on a big time level.
0: All right, great. And are there any teams that you feel out there that might jump into the top 25 once we hit January?
2: There are a couple. There are a couple. One of them that I almost pulled the trigger on putting in the top 25 right at the start of the season, a D3 team, uh, Maple City, Glen Lake from up in the northwest corner. Uh, They have been stellar early on. Hemlock is another one in D3. They they were headed to the semis last year when they had their season halted by a COVID exposure. Maybe it it probably would be a team also like DeWitt in in Division one. They've got some good early season wins and it will it remains to be seen how kind of that that capital area conference has always been pretty competitive between DeWitt and East Lansing and you throw in Hazlitt and then Williamston on you know on the the next tier down of of leagues in the CAAC. be interesting to see how that kind of shakes out if DeWitt keeps winning DeWitt's probably a team that's going to end up popping into the into the back end of the top 25 and probably real soon
0: All right, great. Well, thank you so much for joining us and giving us a little update today, Matt, and we look forward to seeing you next time. No problem. That's all the time we have for this week's State Champs W Hangtime Michigan podcast. We're breaking for the holiday season, but there's lots of great basketball to check out over the Christmas season, so get out there. We'll be back in the new year. I'm Candice Lynn. Happy holidays.